Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is January 6th, 2024. I have two song recommendations for you, but I encourage you to pull up any song today that speaks of the new heaven and the new earth where all things are made new. Now the Lord put it on my heart. It's kind of an unusual song, but I think he wants somebody out there to hear it, hear the message of it, to just keep moving. <laughs> keep walking, keep marching, because God one day is going to set all things new. Keep hoping in our Lord, in our loving God, who sets out to pursue a broken people. He is the great shepherd that he finds his lost sheep. So don't give up hope. The story of our hope, our hope in Jesus. Because this story of Jesus, our wonderful Savior, it, the book of Revelation is the conclusion but not really because it's an eternal life with him. It, the book of Revelation just sets the stage, prepares a people to one day be able to live with him in eternity. It's a story of God's love and grace through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So the, the song is Move, Keep Walking by Toby Mac. That's the song that he wants somebody out there to listen to today. And the song that came to my mind also is the song I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Now, there are a lot of songs that sing to the message, the beautiful promise promises made in chapter 21 all things made new there are many songs that i could have selected but to me the song i can only imagine is is me imagining that one day i'm going to see jesus face to face and he will make all things new He's going to break all the curses, and we're not going to have any more pain or suffering. We'll be reading that here in just a minute. But we serve a loving God. We do. We serve a loving God who rescues. Rescues. Won't you be one of the ones he rescues today? Won't you be one of the lost sheep that he has found today? Because listen, this world, this current world, it's kind of it's it's not a forever world. It fades away and he makes everything brand new. It's a brand new heaven and earth, a new restoration of a perfect creation and we are the ones that get to live with him in the restored and perfect 
new world that he makes. In the beginning, he talks in Genesis about this world he created, but he's going to do away with it because the humanity that he created was infected. But guess what? When he makes his new earth, nobody's going to be able to get in that is against him. Nobody, absolutely nobody can get in. So when we read, we're going to talk about how he's going to do this. And he's, he's even going to describe the new Jerusalem that he brings down. The, the one that's here now, those people just all messed up. And the ones that live with him in his new Jerusalem are the ones that followed the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the only one who can save us. Jesus is our Savior and our Redeemer. He's been there from the beginning, and only Jesus can give us eternal life. Jesus Christ the Son. Only Jesus Christ the Son. So let's get started. Grab your Bibles. And you'll see, hopefully here, the Lord God Almighty, the Son of God, speak here about who his people are, who gets to live with him for all eternity. Grab your Bibles, turn to chapter 21, All Things Made New. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. I want to pause right there. Passed away. This earth and this heaven passed away. They died. He got rid of them, okay? He got rid of them. Continuing, then... I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Pause. In my Bible, and this is the first time I'm reading this particular Bible, I've got this underlined. I've got a lot underlined, but where it says the New Jerusalem's coming down, the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. So what does that say about the one that's still here? It's not it's not in the new world. It's it's gone. 
And this new Jerusalem is prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And then he says that he will dwell with them. Now listen to the people he's dwelling with. The people, he says, they shall be his people. They shall be his people. The ones that are written in the book of life. We are his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God himself. God himself will be with us and be our God. And then how beautiful that one day when he does this, when he makes a new earth for his people, the ones that have believed in the Son, and the Son is the only one that could save us. Because remember, he came down from heaven to teach about himself. He gave us a, he gave us glimpses of what he was going to do in the future. And he lived a perfect human life, but he was also the perfect deity. Listen. Jesus came down to teach about himself, give a glimpse about of, of who he is, really. But he died on that cross for to pay for our, our sins, to, to pay our sin debt. And then he rises again. And, and, and that, the people that believe on him are forgiven. But we, are, we have to be a people that repent. And then we have eternal life with him. Only Jesus can give us eternal life. Only Jesus. And those of us that have put our trust and faith in him, those of us that are, <clears throat> excuse me, called upon the name of the Lord, he says, we'll be saved. We are his people the ones that are going to be living with him in the new Jerusalem, in the new Jerusalem where there will not be any more, any more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away, have died. There is no more of that. In this new earth there's no more of that one day so let me continue here then he then he who sat on the throne said behold I make all things new and he said to me right for these words are true and faithful pause underline behold I make all things new all things new and he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end 
I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Pause. <sighs> who is the Alpha and the Omega? Who is the beginning and the end? When I read, I will give the fountain of the water of life, it reminds me of the story of the in the Gospels of the woman at the well when he said he could give her the water, the living water. He's giving, oh gosh, the living water here. And it's just so important to hear, to hear all of you that are listening. And I pray this reaches ears that are receptive to hear that only the ones that believe in Jesus can get into this new world with him, the new, the where all things are made new. <clears throat> he says, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. And then he says, I will be his God and he shall be my son. Doesn't say daughters, but he's talking to us too, daughters. Okay, so let's continue. Because this is what happens to the ones that aren't in Christ. So, it says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Pause. So we read about the second death, the white, great white throne judgment in chapter 20. So we need to reach out to people. The ones that are uh, unbelieving, cowardly, abominable, excuse me, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, and the sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. We need to reach out to them because if we have any family members or people that we know, we don't want them to be part, to have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death and that judgment. So we do need to go out and, and or maybe not even go out. Maybe it's in within our own homes because the next piece of chapter 21 talks about a literal place. There's measurements and everything because it is a real place. The people that die in Christ, the ones that overcome, get to go to, to spend the rest of eternity with our Creator. Where there is no more tears, there's no more death, there's no more sorrow, there's no more pain. This is a literal place that we get to go to. So let's read about it. 
Let's read about this real place. This is the new Jerusalem. Before I get started, I apologize for fumbling my words. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually, I think it's the ninth today I'm finishing this podcast, so it's in two parts. But anyway, let's get started because here are the beautiful home that we get to spend our, our eternity in. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Pause. Speaks of the angel that had the job of releasing the last bowl judgments on the earth. It was, had to have been a, not a pretty job, right? Now he has the job of taking the Apostle Paul, excuse me, ah, the Apostle John to go and see this beautiful new earth. And not only a new earth, but he makes a new heaven and a new earth. So, He's going to show the Apostle John the bride, the Lamb's wife. Verse 10, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates. And the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Pause. This is a very, very thick wall. People have estimated this wall being as thick as 200 feet. That's a very thick wall. So we are, we're going to be in a very safe place, are we not? It's a real place. And this holy Jerusalem is coming down from heaven, coming, having the glory of God. It's not the Jerusalem that is in Israel. It's not. This, this new, it cannot be because the old things have passed away. So he's bringing down the new Jerusalem. And he does use, he does name the, uh, the 12 gates and there's 12 angels at the gates and the names that are written on them are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel the original 12 sons of Jacob who was later on named Israel their names it doesn't mean 
all those descendants. It just means that he, he respected Jacob and he names the gates after his sons. This is what that means. So there, there's that. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Pause. Can you imagine the apostle John seeing his name written on one of these foundations? We're talking about a very thick foundation, not only 200 feet wide walls, but a very thick foundation, 12 foundations total. 12 foundations total. Nobody can crawl in. <laughs> Nobody can get in. And I can just imagine the, the joy, the overwhelming joy that the Apostle John felt at that moment when he saw his name there. 15, and he who walked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the, with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of man, that is, of an angel. Pause. So here we are. We've got 200 feet, a 200, 200 feet thick wall, and it's, obviously it's a cube because it says so. It, it says the, um, the city is laid out as a square, and the length of it is 1,500 square miles each direction. This is a huge place where there's a lot of room, and a, it's so high up that there can be uh, quite a few stories high. <laughs> there's a lot of room there. It's a place. The angel is taking John to see, and he's measuring the place where we are going to go when this world passes away. It's a place, and you don't want to miss out on it. Uh, verse 18, the construction of its wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. Wow. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedonite. I think I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> chalcedony. 
sorry, again, did I say it's too early for me? Ugh. The fourth emerald, the fifth, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Man, I always think that all of these stones, like people call a birth stone. The Bible never intended these stones to be birth stones. They were described only in the Bible as being uh, involved in the, in the building of God's dwelling place. Sorry, drinking some tea. And this city is pure gold, like clear glass. And the street is pure gold, like transparent glass. How beautiful. How beautiful. We don't want to be left out. And there's plenty of room for, we need, we need to be disciples of all the nations and get out there and speak. Because this is a literal place, beautiful place, that the people that follow Jesus Christ. Now, stay faithful to the word. Read it. Live it. <laughs> Obey it. So you can live in this beautiful place. Otherwise, there's that other place that we, t we, we just said that goes to the people that take part. They have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Let's go ahead and close out. I'm running out of time. The glory of the new Jerusalem. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated in it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it its gates shall not be shut at all by day there shall be no night there and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it but there shall be by no means but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. That is the end of chapter 21. I will get to read the uh, chapter 22, the river of life, hopefully tomorrow, which would be January 10th. Now, we have a loving God who has pursued us. We had a shepherd 
that found us. And if we took the hint, because we, when he knocked at our door, we opened it and we let him in to our hearts. We, we stay faithful to him because we love him. We read the word of God and we stay faithful to the word of God because we love him, because we want to know him. I think I mentioned in the last message that I'm currently reading the Bible. I don't know, it might be my eighth, eighth time. I've lost track, but everything I'm reading is just like so very, it's as though I'm there and I'm hearing his, his story crystal clear. And so, and I didn't in the beginning when I first started reading it, but we just have to remain faithful to the word of God and keep reading. And then by reading, he fills us up and we obey him and we live in it. We're living it out now. We're not just reading we're we're doing what it says. And we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The story of our hope, hope in Jesus. He laid down his life to save ours. And so when I read the beauty of the place that he has in store for me, it overwhelms me it, because he sought me out and praise the Lord I listened because he, he was going to use me mightily one day. So he laid down his life for me and only Jesus, the Son of God, can give us eternal life. He is our Savior and our Redeemer, and we need to believe and trust in Him. He died and resurrected. He is living God. He died on the cross to pay for our sin debt, and then He rose again so that we could be forgiven and have eternal life with Him. So don't listen to the people that say there are many ways to heaven. God, that just drives me nuts. Why? It's offensive to God. So it's offensive to me. There is only one way. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And we need to, we need to be able to answer the hard questions. Because if we can even change one person to finally let God in to their hearts so their hearts become a heart of flesh they're not a heart of stone anymore so the scales are removed from their eyes so they can end up in a real literal place and this the description here is the the new the new earth but when we get to heaven remember Jesus said that he was preparing a place for us. Heaven, he's bringing heaven down so we can see what heaven is above. We can't see heaven, but we're going to be able to see it when he makes the new earth. We're going to be able to see it. And it's beautiful. It's a literal place that he has prepared for those that love him.
and are called according to his purpose. I am telling you, I don't know if we're in end times. But let me tell you, when I when I recall the promises that in in this new earth, when he comes away, when the old earth has passed away, and he comes down to be with us, and he is our God and we are his people, and he wipes away every tear from our eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrows, no cry, nor crying, no more pain, no more suffering. The former things have passed away along with the old earth. Let us rejoice and be glad in just knowing that. And also get into the Word of God. Stay faithful to the Word of God because it will fill you up. It will fill you up. Not only your spirit to overflowing, but you can read about all the promises that have been fulfilled for all of His people. You can read about it. And then you can be sure this morning I was recalling about recalling that uh, I've only uh, clearly heard God's voice three times. And I'm in the book of Second uh, Kings, and I might have been in First Kings that I read that it was either Eliza or Elisha could hear God's uh, small voice. I don't know the three times that I heard God's voice. His voice was small. He, uh, in one time, he stopped me in my tracks. And I had just had shoulder surgery. And it was very painful. And uh, I was going through physical therapy. And I was taking pain pills at that time. And I was in so much pain. And it was time for my next dose. And he stopped me in my tracks and said, you don't need those anymore. So this is also that I heard his voice, but also that I experienced something miraculous. Because even though I had so much excruciating pain when I was going for my, my purse, or my medication was, I obeyed. And guess what? I didn't have any more shoulder pain. Praise the Lord. He, when he speaks to me, it's, it, it's like an order. And I, uh, one time, the se I, there's three times. The second time, I have trouble sleeping. And I had prayed that, oh, he would just order me to go to sleep. And you know what he did? He said, go to sleep. And I fell asleep just like that. Just like that. It was a miracle. I heard him, and there was a miracle. And the third time, I because I can't sleep, I was reaching for, I think it was a sedative. It was a sedative. And it was just a quarter of the sedative. And he said, stop taking that. It was an order. And so I did. But you know what? I was asking him this morning, God, I just, can I, can I, is it, when I hear you now, because it's not like he's interrupted. When, when I've heard him clearly, he, he's, he, he's just in my, he, he talks to me. Those three times I heard him clearly. It was not, oh, was that my thoughts or was that, was that you? It was, there was no guessing. There was no guessing game. He's a real God. I follow a real God 
who came down from heaven to be born of the Virgin Mary. He taught about himself. He died a, a terrible death on that cross for me. He was buried and he resurrected on the third day. This is my God. He's now in heaven and he's coming back one day. And in, in Revelation, he's describing the place he has prepared for me. And that place can be prepared for you as well. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. And again, so sorry for fumbling my words. Much love. Bye.